This is Proxilla Radio, the UK's first dedicated progressive rock music radio network. You're listening to Tabletop Genesis, a podcast by Genesis fans for Genesis fans. This is Mike Lord. This is Tom Roche. This is Stacy. And this is Simon. We're Yay. back! Yay! We have two very special guests today, Stacy and Simon, to talk about the tour. Yes. This is our special tour episode. And we are actually all in person with each other, so which is also Fully nice thing. For now. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. So the uh, well, let's not define fully. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, we're recording this. We can give you a peek behind the curtain. It is December 19th? Today? 19th. Sunday. And so, the U.S. Genesis tour has just concluded up in Boston on the 16th. And somebody's driving away because of that now. <laughs> and, um... You're like, I missed the show. Exactly. <laughs> can we do something with this? So, so we are here. We've all seen the show at least yes. once. We were all now on the other side <laughs> of the tour. And, and I know we did an episode before the show, which was completely spoiler-free. This will be the opposite. So yes. if you're one of the few people, or if you're one of the people who are going to the rescheduled shows in 2022 yeah. and don't want to know, now is your time to not listen. But yes. this will be set list spoilers Show spoilers, light spoilers, any kind of spoiler you want. This is a full, 100% spoiler. Yes. Full a free-ranging conversation yes. about the shows. So. so, yeah. So, let's get into this. What shows did we all go to, just so the people know? Well, Simon and I went to the first night in Philadelphia. Okay. I went to the second night in Philadelphia, and then the first night at Madison Square Garden, and the second night at the Garden. Excellent. And so I went to four shows. I went to both Madison Square Garden shows, the Long Island show, and the final Boston show, the, basically for now, the final Genesis show in the United States. Thought it was going to be the final Genesis show ever, but then, of course, Mike Rutherford got COVID, and there you have it. So, you know, that changed up things on the English side of, of the pond. And so we move forward into 2022, where the final Genesis shows are looking to be in London now. 
Well, no, I thought they added some dates. Oh, no, before London. Oh, they're all doing those things Europe are, before yes. London. Okay. Europe, I think Germany and France right. are all happening before the rescheduled London dates. Okay. And which makes sense. If they're going to reschedule all this, make London yeah. the end. The end. So. It's funny you mention that. We have a, a friend of ours uh, back in the UK, a very good friend. Um, hello, James Hendry, if you're out there. <laughs> Yay. And uh, that man... The level of disappointment, the level of frustration <laughs> uh, that, that's gone through, because he was really wound up for that oh, show. Yeah. And then he's, he's basically Genesis Blue Balls. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's, it's strange, because we thought he'd see the show before we Yeah, did. right. And right, now it's, right. it turns out to be the completely opposite yeah. way around. So, ha, ha! <laughs> well, no, exactly. before COVID, we yeah. were going to go to England to see... Yes, we yes, all were. We yeah. all were to see, right, yeah. to see a show with James before they mm. came to the U.S. And this mm. is just how crazy, this whole, like, yeah. Yeah. let's take a step back and, like, how this tour actually came to be and, like how COVID truly changed everything about it. Um, But then that, that got pushed. Then it just got moved to the next year. And then they announced us dates so that we decided, well, we'll just go to the U S and then James was supposed to see them in, I think in the Midlands. Oh, he was supposed to go see a show before the London show, but he missed that one. He couldn't make it to that one. And then the London one was, canceled right, right after that and so up. he was about to buy a plane ticket to come yep. to philly with us yeah it, it's just yeah just a it's yeah rough. crazy but i was hoping those london yeah. shows really do well, happen i have a friend i guess who now has a ticket for the first of the three london shows mm-hmm. and he's like maybe i'll try to get one or switch it for the last london show and i'm like why wouldn't you at this point yeah. i was like yeah. if you have a chance to go to what is very likely to be the final Genesis show. Why wouldn't you do that? So I was just like, do it, do so it. So Mike, are you going to that show? I, I would like to. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but okay. I I have some. I always have plans, Stacy. I know. That's I have machinations. We'll, 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 we'll talk yeah. about some stuff off podcast. Okay. <laughs> so, but we'll go from there. So let's just open up with general impressions. Did we like it? Yes. Yes. Uh, The short answer is yes. Yes. Uh, Yes. I don't think it was ever going to be a crap show. Right. But it was a very different experience. It was, yes. Um, And I I say that with full respect to Mm -hmm. to the band. Speaking personally, I really enjoyed myself. Yes. I had such a great time there. It felt like a... If you're a real Genesis, Genesis fan, any of these shows, I suspect, felt like a hug. Yes. It felt like, and especially sort of like maybe a last hug before people disappear off, mm-hmm. you know, over the, into the, you know, into the sunset. You know, that moment at the end of, uh, of um, Indiana Jones 3, when they're all riding off into <laughs> mm-hmm. the sunset. And it just felt warm. It felt friendly. It felt right. Yeah. Um, and I, I say this with all due respect to many people out there who have reservations about seeing uh, both the band in this incarnation and with you know with obviously with Phil's health problems mm-hmm. it worked yes i think that's also a tribute to not only to the band but mm-hmm. all of the crew that made yeah. that that tour happen yeah it gets a big thumbs up from me yeah what was the last time you saw genesis live Wembley Stadium 86 <laughs> but again that's that's Quite a, a tough yeah that and that's also a high bar to match yeah, that but is, I, yeah, we were talking about yeah. it beforehand, and 
<laughs> we we realised that was only three tours ago. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Because it's been such a gap, you know, yeah. in in experience and everything. It's time. As much as that's now what thirty five years ago. Yeah, thanks for that. I know. But believe me, I've I've been having a lot of these moments recently, <laughs> where you know, and and that was only. 15 years after the band started. I know. You know, so again, that we're at the 50-plus year mark at this point. You know, I got one of the t-shirts. It's like Genesis, established 1969. And it's like, yep, <laughs> that's, that's a while ago now. And it's like, and now we're at this stage. I feel, uh, uh, I almost called you Tom. Um, <laughs> Simon, I, I feel a lot of the same way you did, where it's like, you know, this was... Even more so than 2007, where they're still like, oh, yeah, well, they might do something else. You never know. And it's like, no, this is this is pretty much it. And it's something that, you know, yes, Phil's, Phil is performing very differently than he did in the past. Yep. And yes, there are backing singers to help him out and things like that. But it was all done in a way that worked for me. And so for me, even, yes, yeah, some of the keys were lower, just like they were in 2007, you know, but certain songs like Mama, I think, worked even better because they were a lower key. Like, it felt more scary in some ways. And it was just like, Phil's a guy who's like, who obviously does not have to be doing this. And he does. He really yeah, does. Well, well, not have to for the money meaning no, it no, in that respect. No. But but that is that he, even in the physical state that he is in, is like, yes, I'll go out there. And yes, it won't be what it was. But this is what we can do. That's life affirming to me. So yeah. So overall, yeah, that's, I agree. I agree. Uh, yes, I have thumbs up. I'm really glad I went. I The experience I had at three different shows was very different from each other. The first one in Philly, I went with two old friends from college. I think one I'd seen them in the We Can't Dance tour, <clears throat> went to the 2007 tours, and they were, they're my age. They were definitely very critical and probably harsher critics than sure. I was. The second show was with my daughter, and she was no expectations and yeah. just, you know, had no preconceptions of how they should be in concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think after the first one where I was with the two friends who were kind of afterwards were like, hmm, it was kind of like this and they didn't play this and this. And just seeing Phil come out like that, I have to say it, it did affect me a lot, that mm-hmm. first show. And I have a friend who also saw it that night and she emailed me or she saw it the previous night in Philly and she texted me and she's like, I, she goes, I cried when Phil came out. Like not as like oh, I'm so happy to see him, but I can't believe he he's like this now. And, yeah. and I, I it's like an it's like a favorite uncle, like mm-hmm. this uncle that has entertained you all your life. And I think it's okay to to kind of be upset and yeah. Yeah, emotional exactly. at the yes. fact that this uncle who you love so much and you you've seen entertain you is walking with a cane on stage and can't do all that he can. So it, I I don't fault the people who don't want right. to see him like this anymore just like a relative that you want to remember mm-hmm. in the way it was but part of me also then realized that it's not he is in genesis 
there's also Tony, mm-hmm. there's also Mike, there's also Daryl who's there and watching Nick. So mm-hmm. it's not it's one fifth of, of what's going on at, at the stage. So if you just stay away because of Phil, you're missing the bigger picture. Yeah. And these guys can still rock it. And they had, can, like, yeah, yeah, and they had a great show, mm-hmm. and and I just really loved it. I'm glad I got to see it with my daughter who. It was the perfect set list for her because she knew everything. Mm-hmm. And then seeing it the last night, I knew it was my last night. So it was a little bit, you know, like, this is it. This is, I'm done now seeing Genesis yeah. Live. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, I mean, talking about Phil, it's like, I've, I've seen the critiques kind of fall into the different camps where I, people like us, it's like, people ask me like, oh, are you a big fan? I'm like, what? I do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's kind of like, yeah, I guess I am a big fan. And it's like, but there are other people like who have license plates for their cars. And, yeah. and I'm like, I would probably never do a license plate, yeah. but that's how they express their fandom. And I think yeah. that's great. And I think amongst that circle, our circle of things, people are, are like, this is great. This is, they're out there. They're doing things. Mm-hmm. And then there's a friend of mine talked about her brothers who went to the Philadelphia show and they were like, oh, Phil's lost his high end of his vocal range. And oh, that's sad and everything. And it's like. Yeah, he's 70, mm-hmm. 71, well, whatever. It's duh. like, yeah, yeah. it's like that's, even if he was still able to run around and stuff, his voice was different in 2007. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, you know, that's the reality of aging and that type of critique. There was somebody at, at the Boston show who was like, oh, you know, Phil was off key type of thing, which I'm like, I'm not that fine tuned into that. But sometimes I think that's the type of comment that's like, oh, it, it doesn't sound the way I remember. Yeah. It's like, that's a kind of a catch-all thing of, oh, it's different. And How it's like, dare you do something right. different from what I expect? <laughs> right. And I can only say, it's like, again, I might not have, I don't have perfect pitch or anything like that, but it's like, Phil didn't mess up the melodies of anything. And it wasn't like I thought anything, the music and the vocals clash, clashed with each other ever. So I was like, yeah, he performed differently. And, that's, and I'm willing to just say, that's fine. I'm not going to... That's I'll, not going to worry me too much. I'll be honest with you. The only thing that I think that didn't work was mm. was Phil on that pole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the stripper section yeah, is what yes, you're talking that about. Was not so, really. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes, so. what, did, what did you think? <sighs> yeah. I, to, no, to, to your point, Mike, and this is, you know, like my expectation going into this, I, was, I knew I was not going to a concert that night. Hmm. I was going to a celebration mm-hmm. of them as songwriters, as musicians, as performers, Mm -hmm. you know, I knew that seeing, seeing them live, you know, even though like, and and they exceeded that expectation. Like Mm -hmm. it actually was a good concert. I mean, Genesis, like (laughs) the lights, the vision, like everything, the sound, you know, they're, they're, you know, can, they're always on perfectionism Mm -hmm. was, was there. Um, And so kind of going into that mindset, I was, yeah, I just loved it. Mm-hmm. I was basking in the nostalgia, as I'm sure everybody in the stadium was. The newer um, stuff is 35 years old. I yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, even though Phil was not, you know, performing the way mm-hmm. he used to, he's still an incredible frontman. Mm-hmm. Like, he still had every single one of us in the palm of his mm-hmm. hand. Yeah, yeah. Every single one of us. He knows how to work a crowd. Yeah. Absolutely. Whether he's sitting on a stool or he's on one of those platform risers or whatever, he he's still he's still a great frontman. Mm-hmm. And his son Nick, I mean, what what maybe Phil lacked in his energy, his son made up for it a oh, hundred yeah. times fold. Yeah. So 
yeah, it was it was just an enjoyable night. Yeah. It was, you know, if that's the last time we mm-hmm. hear them live, then fab- fabulous. Yeah. I, I'm so glad I went and I got to be a part of it. Yeah. Nick made this band a rock band. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and as much as I enjoyed Chester's drumming and mm-hmm. Phil's drumming also in in later years and everything, it was like Nick just brought a power and an energy to it that I don't want to say hasn't been there, but it's been a different energy in 2007 or before that and all that. Nick Nick was a monster. Yes. Yeah. That's what, every time I saw him, and yeah. I think like you said, it brought like a freshness because mm-hmm. he felt like he has something to prove. Oh, whereas yeah. again, you say nothing against Chester or even Phil's playing; they've been doing that for. 30, 40 years, yeah. whatever songs they've been doing. But for Nick to come in his first tour yeah. with this material, I mean, songs like Home by the Sea and especially Second Home by the Sea, mm-hmm. I was, I, for me, it was maybe the best version of Second Home by the Sea I've seen oh, live. Just I would incredible. actually agree with you on that. some clearance with no new album to uh, mm-hmm. to pedal you get a sense of perspective on some of these these tracks and second home by the sea and second home by the sea is right up there against any epic that they wrote in their entire right. career it is. Um, and it's one of the tracks that i look forward to mm-hmm. with you know if, when if, if and when i ever see them play it live or i watch them in person mm-hmm. That's all. I would never ever be unhappy to see those guys play Home by the Sea, Second Home by the Sea. And we, yeah, and you just saying that made me. I was like going through my uh, my my memories here, and I feel I really believe that last time they had that kind of energy on stage was the Mama Tour. Sure. Like that rock sound yeah. that Nick really brought. Yeah, yeah. He was a very interesting addition to the dynamic because of the familial co- connection yeah. yeah that made it special yeah mm-hmm. and in some ways you could possibly say that that made this tour unique because mm-hmm. i don't i think you're right we probably there's a big certainty that we will never see them again right so as a result we will never see this lineup again right and nick brought something to the table which I, I knew that he was he could play because mm-hmm. i'd heard some of the footage i'd uh, seen some of the footage of him backing his dad on the solo tour. Right. And I thought, yeah, he, he's got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got it going. But when they started playing some of the old 70s number, yeah. numbers, uh, I went, yeah, that that's absolutely yeah. spot on the money. I mean, he's not playing every single note exactly the same way. He's not even playing anything in the same way that Chester would have done exactly. it. But he gave due justice or due respect i suppose uh, to the older material as a drummer yeah he was the only one who could do it 
not not meaning like from uh, you know his skill or expertise as a drummer, mm-hmm. just like as a fan. I like I can't imagine any other drummer who's with another band coming in and filling like sitting at that kit. Yeah. Maybe and, Simon. And, yeah, Simon could have done. Yeah, that. it had to be a family member. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's because Phil wanted to do it. To have his son play too. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't but, think yeah. Phil would have done it if it wasn't knit behind the drum. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and with the solo tour too, I think that's the same thing where that's that connection. And even sometimes when that Nick would be up on the screen, especially recently, he's kind of grown his beard out like his dad. Yeah. And I was just <laughs> like, it's, and it was sometimes kind of a darker, kind of blurrier thing. I was like, it looks like if you cut him into like that 1973 Shepperton Studios film, yeah. that image would be like, yeah, that would fit. It would work. You know, they have that same look behind the drums. I can just way, imagine so. uh, Brian Eno going, well, I've got a new session drummer coming. Yes, in. exactly. <laughs> Nick Collins, bring him in. So. It was great because it wasn't, it was kind of when Phil took over the drums, the mm-hmm. people kept with Genesis because they weren't bringing in an outsider yeah. to do the yeah. singing. Yes. Phil was oh, I thought you meant in 1970. I was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. say all five fans <laughs> stuck around with them at that point. So when, when Phil came on board. So, we, so when he took over Peters, it was like, okay, he's yes. he's within the band. Yeah. And that felt the same that way with family. Nick. It's like yeah. you're not bringing an outsider. It's yeah. someone who's heard this music all his life, and now he gets to play it with his dad. And just that connection where even when Phil turns around and says, you know, my baby boy or my boy, mm-hmm. it's like, oh. There were some people in the which, which <laughs> <must be> going, <laughs> Phil did have the joke a couple times, like when people really kind of clapped loudly for him. For Nick, he was like, "It's like, don't do that. Well, he'll expect to be paid soon." <laughs> you know, I was just like, "Oh yes." So, I will. I will admit, actually, that we were talking about Home by the Sea and Second Home by the Sea. That I was wrong about something. Was oh. that I had always said that you know, give me Domino or Home by the Sea, not both in the set. And I said, if you drop one, drop Home by the Sea. And I'm like, I still kind of think you only need one of them in the set. But now I'm like, maybe you should drop Domino. But but it's like, but Domino was great too in its own way. But yeah. but I Home by the Sea and, and Second Home by the Sea especially really won me over on this time. Mm-hmm. Both because of the performance and I thought the visuals didn't suck. They were actually actually kind of creepy in a lot of ways. And I was just like, oh, that actually fits this song a lot more than just here's a house that often the other uh, ones were. Can I I quickly ask each of you sort of like how you felt the set was paced and sort of like what were you... I mean, initial impressions during the uh, the Duke's uh, intro, how did you guys feel about it when they were opening Mm. up? I got nervous. I was like, oh, is this going to be 2007 <laughs> all over again? Because I, I, yeah. I only knew of two, like, I, I tried to be spoiler free. Yeah. I tried not to know what they were going to play. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, because social media, yeah. um, I saw two songs. And they were two songs they played on the 2007 okay. tour. And you know what? It, I expected them to be on there. Right. So when they opened with I can't Duke, believe they played Invisible Touch. Yeah. I, I heard Dixie and I was like, oh, Mm, but yeah. <laughs> so they're gonna like yeah. is this gonna be a rehash but it wasn't but yeah that was my initial thought and then uh, that lasted a nanosecond and then I was just so into it yeah I was just, it was yeah. it was different enough that I think we if we went around this table which we might and said oh which like what one or two songs would you switch out it's like we would all have one or two songs we want to get rid of and then mm-hmm. replace them with something else but they'd all be one or two different songs so it's like mm-hmm. like I've said it's a perfect set list except for those one or two songs like yeah. that I want to change but that's we're Genesis fans of course we're going to be that way but yeah from 
Dutes intros, it's a great, you know, behind the lines, Dutes mm-hmm. end and everything. It's a great intro. It was like, okay, it's it's a repeat, but it's still great. And it's, it's the I best love hearing it. Intro. Yeah, it's it a great is. intro. Yeah. It's just, you know. yeah. It, it, I think overall, this, this, I wish this set list had differed a little bit more than right. 2007. Yeah. That's why I didn't go in 2007, because I, I said you I'll knew. catch them in 2021. <laughs> exactly. I'll catch them in 2020, but then I'll wait and go 2021. Yeah. I do have the songs that I would have picked. I think mm-hmm. just off the top of my head, I would say you could drop Domino. You, are, you have Home by the Sea. I would have played the full Fading Lights, because when they went into that, I also kind of heard through social media that they're going to play that, and I wish I hadn't, because... Yeah. But it wasn't, when they went into it, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I love this. It's just the three of them mm-hmm. on stage. Everyone else disappeared. And I was all set for that awesome instrumental part. And then they just did like 180 yeah. and went into Cinema Show, which I thought was an awkward transition. So I would have played the full of Fading Lights. I would have probably, even though I love the song, I would have dropped Throwing It All Away as well. I don't, I don't think at this point you need five songs for an Invisible Touch. Right. Mm-hmm. I also would have dropped... <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Uh, well, We're I, rebuilding the set here. No, so what's the, I, like, I Can't Dance the... and No Son of Mine. I also right. would have dropped See, those, the thing but... is, is that I found when it came to when he did I Can't Dance, I did have an inward sigh and then... Phil just rocked that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he did the perfect smile with the perfect uh, with the perfect mm-hmm. face with the perfect smile, and he, then he grinned at the audience, I went, yeah, yeah I'm glad that I heard that number yeah. just yeah. for that moment in a lot yeah. of ways. So you're the one that was... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I would have... Uh, oh, of course I would have... I would have dropped throwing it all away because, you know, that deagle I can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. As soon as I heard that, that mm-hmm. drum machine, yeah. I went, oh... And yeah. Simon just cracked up because he knew it was coming. Yeah. yeah. I sat down for that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, here's, here's the thing. Yeah. I, I am the probably the lone champion here of, of throwing it all away. It's and an the awesome reason song. why is is that that was the song mm-hmm. that got me to go see them in 86. They played a live show in Montreux. Mm-hmm. They were doing, uh, I think, the festival in Montreux. And it was a clip of them on another show and they were playing that live mm-hmm. and at that point I'd gone through that as all Genesis fans do when you fall in love with them and then you get all cynical of course um, <laughs> and I was in that moment trying to be it's not the 70s right, yeah. it's not the 70s why do I go and see yes. <laughs> I'd never seen them before what the hell do I never right. you know? <laughs> but I saw them playing it and I went that's a really good song and they're yeah. really, still really good. And that was why I, I bought the tickets for that tour. Right. And it's, again, one of the reasons when I saw them, and I know that they did it on the 20, uh, 2007 tour mm-hmm. where they had the, the montage on the lighting reel where you got, you know, Gabriel doing his stuff and pictures of Chester playing and all of the other lineups and band members. And it was a, a bit of a moment for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, granted... Mm-hmm. is maybe not everybody's favourite thing, but it's yeah. it's 
it is a thing. It's a yeah, genesis it thing. The crowd. Yeah. It's what it, you know. And I'll be honest with you, uh, that was a nostalgia moment for me, which, sure. which had a personal resonance. Right. And that's why I said, like, we all would have those one or two mm-hmm. different songs that we would do, so that why, we would switch out. I, it's interesting because I was talking to Adam Cromwell, our friend, who mm-hmm. it was the, his first time ever seeing Genesis. And kind of like us in the 2007 tour, there were probably songs that year that fans who had seen them a lot were fine not hearing. Yeah. But we loved hearing those songs yeah. in 2007. The same way maybe there are songs I was fine passing, Adam loved hearing those songs. Yeah, yeah. So for every song that I would replace, it was someone's favorite song. Yeah, that exactly. So it every, yeah. depends on like when you go, how many times you've seen them, what your experience is with that song emotionally. So it's... One thing I will say, though, is that when it comes to Genesis, they are so popular, there is always going to be an inevitable exactly. diversity of opinion. And in some ways, you kind of those are problems you want to have. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I don't want to. You know, if I, I I don't want my favorite band to be, you know, only playing to ten people in a right. pub and yeah. everybody everybody's consensus being the same. Yeah. I want that. You know, that breadth of opinion. Yeah. Well, well, that was like Tom. I actually kind of agree with you. What with no son of mine, because as I actually I don't have the the. The feelings you do about it, with the, I, I, although I, I do enjoy your your kind of joke of like the angry chorus sing along of your no son of mine. Um, Everyone's singing the dad, but yeah, but I will say it sold me on it the first night. I was like, oh, this is actually really good, and I prefer it later in the set than earlier in the set. Like yeah. that's a better place yeah. for it. But by the fourth show, I was like, yeah, it's like it was performed very well. He and, yourself, I, and I acknowledge he, he that. Yourself, yes. Mr. Lord, yes. by the fourth show. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that's the thing. So my my critique wow. is more like, I probably would switch out No Son of Mine and, and, and throwing it all away with those caveats that for some people those might be their favorite song. <laughs> I would have also done a different, maybe instead of Follow You, Follow Me in the acoustic set, I would have done a different older song, a more obscure mm-hmm. thing, like maybe Blood on the Rooftops Blood or something on, like that. That would have... Wow, the crowd because they have never played that live. Right, that would be a definite. Yeah. That's why it'll moment. never yes. be on stage. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. It's like mine's I, twitching right now. You're just, yeah. you're just saying. Yeah. That. I think just like that acoustic bit was so fun and so mm. different for like them, that. and that's yeah, all yes. was fantastic that way. Yeah, I, that I really liked the Lamb version they did. Mm-hmm. Would have actually liked to have heard a little bit more of it that way. Well, here's a question for you. Now we've talked about the stuff that we yeah. would rather have seen. Yeah, yeah. Omitted. What about the stuff that really resonated with you? Duchess. 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 Duchess killed me every night. Yeah. With you on that. It didn't slay me. But I tell you, that was my biggest surprise. Mm. Because, again, like everything they played. No, I would say the two surprises was the little bit of Fading Lights we got and Duchess. Mm. Everything else, like, I was so excited to hear and I loved it, but I wasn't shocked. And Duchess shocked me. But then I was like, oh, this is Tony Banks' favorite song. So this is probably how he right. agreed to do the tour that they put right. this in the set. But Phil so. was really into performing that song, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, like and just, the lights for that. Like, yeah. we're looking at the program now, and it's mm, on that picture. Specific. That yeah. was super cool. Like, that was something I don't think I've, I've seen them do on a show before. So, yeah. I, yeah, that was a big surprise. But I think the the thing that, re- that did slay me was Afterglow. Mm. 
because of you know towards the end when it really builds up and they had all the the, the purple lights and the smoke mm. and I was like this is something I've been seeing on VHS tape and DVD yeah. uh, for years yes. and my <laughs> god just to be there as and they part really of that. replicated that moment That's, yeah that was totally, intentional yeah, yeah because when 2007 they did that song it was just some like yeah. lasers or it wasn't it was a sun thing on the back yeah it, 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 it had just, every smoke machine in philadelphia yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's that was my one that was in new, my, york, yeah, in new york, york we thought too. like is that actually too much smoke <laughs> is no. that actually so much? and i that was the one time in the set i did have a little tear oh. so that was you know that was time Fantastic. to have a tear. Yeah, that was yeah. the time. Yeah. I allowed myself one tear and I used it on Afterglow. Yeah. <laughs> For me, the one that yeah. really surprised me because it was also a rearrangement of it was their version of The Lamb. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And for those who haven't uh, seen it, they, they didn't do the entirety of The Lamb on the, right. about, like, <laughs> the title track, but there was there's a, a moment in the, in the sort of pre-chorus mm. when they're sort of like building it up. Yeah. And they're all sitting around playing this in a sort of an acoustic kind of style. And I have to say, that was the moment that got me because it was it was a genuinely raw moment as they were all sitting around in this sort of like semi-acoustic kind of, sort of thing. And Tony Banks switched sides of the stage yes, you're right. um, to sit basically next to um, to Phil. Yeah. And at the time when he does this, he looks at Tony mm-hmm. as uh, as he's singing it and then turns back to the audience when he sings and the lamb mm-hmm. lies down. And I was going, oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. that was a moment for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, there there were a lot of those little moments, like even during the intros, which again, the, the stage pattern is the same mm-hmm. for the most part. He does kind of the intro of the backing singers of Nick, of Mike Rutherford, kind of like, oh, here's... You know, a man of wit and charm, great songwriter, whatever. He can't be here tonight, so Mike Rutherford's here. And for Tony, he doesn't... At one of the shows, he said, I have the microphone now. And he and he did a little bit of a... Like, Tony's been over on this side so long, he's putting down, he's put down roots. <laughs> and he's at Mr. Tony Banks. And I will say, Tony always gets applause when he's introduced, but I feel like at all these shows... He got a lot of applause. Yeah, he got Same in Philly. Yeah. He was the was longest cheer. Yeah. The longest, longest cheer. Yeah. Yeah. Out of all of them. And he sits there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get him to crack a smile. Yes. The longer we yes. cheer. Yeah. One of my friends uh, sitting next to me at Boston was like, oh, this is him breaking down in tears. Now. <laughs> yeah. like, this is the equivalent of that. So that's, Welcome uh, to Surrey Home <laughs> Exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. But it was just like, it's... Like, for fans, that's where it's like, oh, that's emotional. Like, yes, I saw Tony smile a couple mm-hmm. times on stage. And it's like, oh, my God, he's he's enjoying this. And they all are in different ways. And that's what but is what great was, as a fan. What, so. was, what was the moment for you then, Tom? I, I wish I hadn't heard Inklings that Duchess might be played because that would have been my, oh, my gosh, moment. And I think that was the... I, there weren't any that I didn't know they're going to play. I remember in 2007, I didn't know they're going to do Ripples. I didn't mm. know they're going to do Mama until I actually saw them mm. open it, and I almost wet my pants. <laughs> <laughs> but Duchess was an amazing moment because I had never seen them do it live before in any setting. I think the, the latest, m- most recent was just watching it on Three Sides Live video. Yeah. But I think this version is my favorite live version. Just keep watching you. Oh, I can hear you 
just kind of like ripped into it in the beginning of the in- instrumental part and the way Tony there was like a chord change right in that mm-hmm. beginning part which I was just like oh my god so mm-hmm. just hearing them do that it was something I was looking forward to every night and, and it, it even was a plus when I saw them at Madison Square Garden because we were talking to Adam before the show he had seen them in Chicago and they didn't do Duchess in Chicago they oh. replaced it with Misunderstanding huh. and so he was kind of disappointed at that because you think he'd heard them do Duchess he heard they were going to do Duchess yeah. so we're talking before the show he's like oh I do like Misunderstanding but I really hope they do Duchess tonight <laughs> and so when they went into that I looked he was sitting like three rows behind okay. me I looked over and like he stood up and was like giving the <laughs> like I took a picture of him sit with his mom next to him standing up singing and I was like just for Adam's sake this yeah. song is That's amazing awesome. it was it was a great moment so yeah I think Duchess and Home by the Sea were my favorite mm-hmm. from the from the night, mm-hmm. and I I also liked the little bit of Dancing with the Moonlit Night kind mm-hmm. of before Carpet Crawlers. Interestingly like, enough, though, it's sort of like the very fact that both uh, Phil Collins mm-hmm. sings that opening intro, and a couple of tours ago in another part of the world, Peter Gabriel exactly, did, yes. did exactly <laughs> the same thing when yeah. he was touring with Sting. Yeah. I always thought, well, that's a very interesting sort of yeah. like little you know cross mm-hmm. what would you call it a little bridge between the two worlds well, so you're saying they're going to get together yeah absolutely you heard funny how that works Simon Godfrey yes. says they're going to get back together yeah. <laughs> so but it was it was just again different enough like as much and as much as I love Carpet Crawlers maybe a different older song is a as an on, second encore as compared to 2007 it's song. a great he song it. yeah. and again as much as he kind of had I didn't even see him checking his lyrics that much during the night, but that was one of those songs that, like, even as a longtime fan, I get confused by those verses sometimes. <laughs> like, which one comes now? Oh, the the, the mannequin one. Okay, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, that especially I think the the second Madison Square Garden show, he just did those verses, didn't have to check anything. Yeah. It was all good, you know. I think that's like, so deeply ingrained in in yeah. uh, that band's DNA, that song. Yeah, um, that it's it is one of those ones where yeah. they could probably trot it out at yeah. the moment. It's notice. a perfect ending too to a show like it that is. too, with this kind of sing along bit and everything. Songs that you're like you wish they would have played or that you thought they might play but they didn't. There was one that. They didn't play, and I totally didn't even notice that they didn't play. It uh-huh. wasn't until like a week later, <laughs> I'm listening to Three Sides Live, mm-hmm. and then the cage comes on. I'm like, oh my uh, god, they didn't play this. Like, I wasn't disappointed. I was just shocked that it just didn't even occur to me that hmm, it was, was an option missing. that it was missing. I don't, know. I don't think. To, I, like, know, I'm fine that they. Didn't, I was fine they didn't do it. That, yeah. that keyboard solo. That. But I'm just like, I heard you in trouble with it in 2007. So I was like, that's been in their set forever, and I didn't even blink that it was gone. There's yeah. plenty of, of, of really strong material in, yeah. in yeah. their career that uh, even those kind of emissions don't yeah. feel too much like a, a, a disturbance yeah. in the force. Yeah, exactly. Know. Yeah, I'm glad I got to see it in 2007. I think, yeah, between... Because I've never seen Genesis live until 2007, mm. but I think between that tour and this, I'm satisfied. Yeah, like, of course, sure. I want to hear, like... <laughs> yeah. Play Harlequin. Yeah, of course Play I want to hear, you know, uh, you know, stagnation. But yes. you know, I was going I, to but say, you got the bit and I yeah. know what I like. Yeah, like the melody yeah. that, there, was a, so. that was a nice moment. I, 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 I joked on on Facebook re- recently that uh, that when we were about to see them, I said that they were only going to play songs from the first two albums. <laughs> of course, yes. Um, but it just goes to show exactly what a long and storied career yeah. that they they've had, and it, it really is like, I suppose the best way to to, to, to see this show and especially the set list it feels like an epilogue yeah sure mm-hmm. yeah. 
because it kind of is. Yeah. You know, which is fine. You know, yeah. that's, that's, I think, a fine way of looking at it. What do you think of the backing singers? I had no problems with them, actually. I'll be honest with you. I, I thought I'd be a bit more touchy about them, mm. but I thought to myself, they're doing absolutely everything that is needed for, uh, right. you know, of... Phil can't handle that kind of heavy lifting right. any yeah. longer. Yeah. I'm totally okay with that. I, yeah, I was fine with it because I didn't even notice they were there. Right. Like, like that's what like when I first heard there was yeah. backing singers, I was like, I was thinking of Phil's like tours from the nineties and I was Where like, people there. They're gonna like arrange it so they're like, yeah, on top of everything. But no, they 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 were perfect mm. and I think, you know, that was a smart move. Every aspect of the performance from the stage you know layout the lights the screens the set pacing everything was around making it like totally de-emphasizing the fact that phil was sitting mm -hmm. on a chair yeah. with, with you know you know they just built i think they built it that mm. so it, it, you know you didn't even notice like mm. I didn't even miss him running around the stage right or, exactly like they did such a great job pulling it together like truly arranging this performance in a mm. way that you know yeah Phil could sit in the chair the whole time yeah it's absolutely. <laughs> you know I, he's I probably think, like why didn't they think of this <laughs> before I think the stage show was particularly well executed yes. yeah. Um, yeah you have a, a bunch of guys who can't really move um, <laughs> right doing their stuff yeah. And yet, the stage was animated. It yeah. felt different. I mean, one of my favourite moments was the the bit during Landers' confusion when mm -hmm. the backdrop starts raining toilet rolls. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Of course, that was all about yeah. the sort of like you know it the, was the very pandemic COVID, and yeah. stuff. That was a very fun moment, mm -hmm. and um, I, I don't know how much input the guys in the band had about that, but whatever whoever designed that, yeah. it really resonated mm -hmm. yeah. with, with that band. I think I, it was to me a better. Presentation, stage show, light show, then 2007. Yeah. Yes. I thought it was just, I think they, they got to a point where they were kind of trying to throw everything in yeah. the kitchen sink yeah. into the lights and what's moving and whatever. And this was just simple. You had the block of lights at the top, mm -hmm. which yes, did tilt yeah. and, and rotate, but you had a great screen in the back, which wasn't overcomplicated. Yeah. The visuals were great. They matched the songs. Yeah, we got a classic Genesis right. concert. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then More again, so than 2007. Like, that, yeah, exactly. So that, like, that absolutely like pushed my nostalgia, yeah. you know, meter up yeah. there. The one thing I'll say, like, with the... I'll say two things, actually, about the... <laughs> because I can't only say one. You can say, <laughs> um, you can say three <laughs> if you want. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll open it up that way. The For the backing singers, like, I liked that in Turn It On Again... Even though it's a line Phil could have sung, it wasn't out of his range or whatever. It was like, I can show you. And then they did the, I can show you yeah. after that. I was like, oh, it's showing what they're going to be doing in this show. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and they're just providing backup, really, yeah. because Mike and Tony didn't want to do it anymore. But the only, I'm not saying, it's not even a negative, but the only observation I had that I was like, oh, is that sometimes with the backing singers doing like the you gotta get in to get out parts those those type mm -hmm. of backing vocals it was harder to hear the crowd sing along that's what i was like during yeah. the call and response yeah like they should have not been the response like yeah. the audience knows how to do it right that, and, or turn them opinion. down lower what down. shows were you at because i heard the audience <laughs> no yeah. i did yeah. yeah it could have just been yeah. you know yeah right it was Wait, better yeah. 
Oh, I certainly heard the audience, but okay. it was like, I just wanted the audience to be the prime responder with that. Wait, you didn't run up to the stage? You go, guys, stop, 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 stop. I have an idea for you. Time out, time out. Time out. I know you've been back, back to one. I know you've been doing this tour for a couple months now. Just listen to me. I know you're excited to sing. That's right. I know. But they were great. They were good, you know. And I did. they gave the backup to Phil appropriately. The guy who was doing percussion during Behind the Lines, I thought he was really great. Also, there's a, uh, an element to be said is that, uh, you know, Phil's voice is not uh, how st- strong it, it, mm-hmm. it used to be. Still sharp as ever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he and, was... and also, you know, funny as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Between, I mean, I know it's, they've got this honed down, the <laughs> yeah. same thing, but they know they're yeah. saying the same thing. Right. Right oh, yeah, that. exactly. Especially when it comes to introducing Daryl. Yes. When uh, he says, you know, um, because I... I I saw uh, him do this on the um, No Jacket Required no Tour. Jacket Required Tour, where where they were recording in Dallas, and of okay. course everybody said that they wished they'd been born in Dallas that night. <laughs> and of course, when he turned to Daryl, like here comes the Philadelphia. Goes, I know that Daryl was saying to me only on the in the car on the way here. I wish I'd been born in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the thing is that it it works because it's good material. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's like that's that's why they're professionals yeah. because they they know how to put this music forward and to make it palatable to everybody. And it's been it's been a great ride. So and Phil, just yeah. you know, he was having a lot of fun. I yeah, think, you, you know? can tell he was yeah. definitely enjoying himself and getting mm-hmm. and you know getting a rib out of you know Tony or yeah. like pushing their buttons because he yeah. knows that like you said they, they say the same stuff every night they have to even make it fun for themselves to do yeah exactly and once or twice like usually like once during a show Phil might like go into a wrong verse or something but catch himself pretty <laughs> quick and I was like, anybody who would complain about this needs to complain about Peter Gabriel tours from the last 20 years also. <laughs> yeah. Because Gabriel forgets lyrics all the time <laughs> and will restart songs because of it. So it's like, you know, you got to touch some fill some slack with this stuff too. So, and Stacy and Simon, you guys had an experience that Mike and I didn't have. You, you were actually VIPs. Ooh. I think Phil personally invited you. What, how, what was <laughs> yeah. the story with that? The VIP tickets we got were, were so expensive. We were the support. Band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, a, good, that's my, a good bonus there. Yeah. yeah. My wonderful mom, Karen, she uh, surprised uh, Simon and, and, and I with this VIP experience. Um, and yeah, because of the cost. I think it's our, I think it's our Christmas and birthday presents for the next <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which is absolutely worth it. It was great. When we walked in, you know, you go through the security and you show your ticket and all. And then we there was like a table off to the side before you get to the concourse where you find your seat. And they had, um, so they were giving us like stuff, like merch, mm, swag. Okay. And we can, I have pictures of it. We can maybe post with the episode sure, if people yeah. want to say, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was the, like, you, they got the target demographic for Genesis <laughs> VIP perfect. They're like leather wine bottle holders Ooh, there you go. with the Genesis uh, We Can't Dance logo mm. and the domino on it. And it's actually really nice because I was like, oh, I need one of these anyway because <laughs> I'm a drunk. Um, and they know the target demographic, as I said. Our target um, demographic is Stacy. Yeah. yeah, they're like, who who are we catering to? No. Um, and then, yeah, we got like a laminated t- like ticket mm-hmm. with a lanyard. Yeah. Um, I got little um, 
coasters, coasters that mm-hmm. were just it looked like shrunken down uh, singles from oh, okay. a couple albums, different albums. We got Abacab and Mama. Cool. Um, and if you played them, they got real grooves. Right. Basically, the, each one of them was just like private fart tones. Oh, okay. yeah. I thought it was like chipmunk versions yeah. of the songs. So it's just like the Tony Banks one. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I might have been on thirty-three. I think you played forty-five. Oh, okay. But seriously, yeah. it was um, you know. And you had good seats for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were twenty-three. We were in the center, twenty-three rows Excellent. from the stage. Yeah. Um. So the that is just amazing. Yeah. The bad news about that, well, no, it's not bad news, right. but for, you know, in order to see, and I'm sure this is like every stadium, this was at the, I still call it Core States, but that was like the name of the stadium 25 years ago, but I think Wells it's Fargo. Wells Fargo mm-hmm. now, um, where the Flyers play. You know, we're on the floor, so like in the stage is mm-hmm. not that much higher, so you have to, if everybody's in front of you is standing, you, you have stand. to stand. Yeah. So, you know, I was fine with that, but I guess, you know, if some fans can't stand up or yeah, they're really short, tough, felt yeah. bad for them. But uh, speaking of that, if I could just like vent for a second, of course, one, <laughs> that's what we're here for. Yes, the one th- thing that disappointed me, the only thing that disappointed me in the show, besides the DLA, but that's just <laughs> the, um, everybody was standing up to no son of mine, and I'm mm. with Tom 110. percent Like yeah. you, why you cannot rock out and be like fist pumping and singing that song, like. <laughs> Do you even know what is happening? Right. So I, that's why I took a, a sit break because I'm old. And then <laughs> and it's a song wait, you've seen before. Yeah, so and, I've seen like, it before. Yeah, and it's before. actually it's a, it's a great song, it is, but yeah, again, it's, it's not a good. Lo- it's not. Now, a lot of, I'm thing. not done yet. <laughs> I'm not done yet. Then they, I think. Then they went into Domino, mm. and I was like, everybody's got to be on your feet. Domino. Right. I was the only one standing in the section. Really? Oh, only oh. one standing, and I was so. I was like, Philly. <laughs> yeah, so that was like the one, that was the only thing I was disappointed okay, about. Okay, well, let me just tell you, yes. that was the very first time I'd heard No Son of Mine live. There you so, go. So yeah. that's that was special for okay. you. Okay. And the ending, I did, Mike, and mm-hmm. we talked about this, It the ending did kind of rock a little harder yeah, than it, did yeah, rock than a it lot. usually yeah. did. And especially because it, it ends and goes right into the Firth of Fifth bit and everything. Yeah, that was so awesome. I was like, oh, that's a good transition there. You know, it's... Although it my, Firth of Fifth is one of those old bits that I'm like, I feel like I've seen this enough. Oh, it's no, it's great, it's great. But it's if, Firth of Fifth. No, but if it was a different old bit, if if, if give me Apocalypse and Nine Eight over Firth of Fifth, I'll take that every day. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. So but, like, but, I'm not but I actually sure. think Duchess should have segued into Apocalypse and Nine Eight, but that's. You know, <laughs> my, my my feeling is I've, I've been a musician and I know yeah. exactly how hard it is to yes. relearn some of this crap sure. and yeah, especially stuff from 40 years ago yeah. oh and no I get it stuff yeah. that you played even if it's on the previous tour mm-hmm. from yeah. 10 20 years ago it does fall under the fingers yes. a little quicker of course yeah with No Son of Mine I, I was a little confused on the last time I saw them I was with Mike mm-hmm. and I'm sitting next to him and it started and I didn't have to go to the bathroom and I was so confused because <laughs> What, what am I going to do? Will you get another beer? This is my bathroom song and I don't have to go. What, what, yeah. I, I, I'll actually watch the song. I yeah. listen to the song. No, no. So I probably went and... I don't know. I think I took the first part of Domino and, and got a beer. I think because Domino I'd seen three times. I think one time I saw it, the key was so lower where it just sounded off when he yeah. first started it. Um. Well, talking about key changes, um, I tend to agree with what uh, Mike said that I thought Mama sounded better yes. yeah. in the lower key. Mm-hmm. I, there was 
something really. Yeah. I mean, it's it's menacing enough, but it it took yeah. on an almost apocalyptic and the red background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. was really that was yeah. that was really good. And the other thing I noticed was that they did drop the key for Second Home by the Sea. Uh, sorry, for Home by the Sea and Second Home by the Sea, but they brought it back up to the original key at the end when they were yes. doing the uh, instrumental part. Yeah. It's the one well. thing that Phil sings that's in the that's in the original key. Well, so. not only the one thing, it's actually also he does sing part of Invisible Touch in the original key as well. Oh, because it goes... Because there is that um, uh, key lift at the end. So part of this tour experience has been seeing old friends. Yes. Not only the band members who are, <laughs> you know, even if they're up on stage, yeah. they're still the old friends and everything. But you know, people in this fan community and everything. So what's been what's been that experience like for y'all? That that's been great for me. Is that it's I get a shocked look from people when I say I'm going to multiple shows, right. and I tell them they play the same set list every night because I have some <laughs> friends who are huge into Fish, who are into right. you know Dead and Company where it's a different set list every single night. And, and that's it's like, why you go. And that's why yeah. they go. And they're shocked. They're like, you mean they play the same songs? Like, what, why are you going to multiple nights? And one, it's Genesis. Mm-hmm. And two, it's it's the meetups beforehand mm-hmm. where, you know, on the first night in Philly, it was part of my 50th birthday gift that my mm-hmm. two friends from college gave to me. So we had a great time. We had a suite. We went to this great bar location before the show. The second night, it was with my daughter, who's 13. Yeah. She'd never seen it before, and it was a perfect set list for her because she knew pretty much every single song. Mm-hmm. And then the third night, it was it was meeting up with Mike, and, and even we went to the same bar, Stout, in New York City, that I met Mike at in 2007 for wow. the first time. When, Aww, when he was memory. <laughs> Wait, didn't you have a did you have like a tabletop Genesis meetup? We we did, but it was one of those things. No, nobody really. Sorry, guys, but nobody really showed up for it. But, um, it wasn't official, so. but there were plenty of Genesis fans in this oh, bar. Great. But it was just like it just wasn't it wasn't that type of thing. Okay. So I think it's you know. But people, we got to see with some friends. people at Stout, which was yeah, which yeah, was yeah, that's yeah. We great. saw some friends and everything. Actually, there's a guy I know from the forum. This guy named Drew who went to 13 shows. Wow! <laughs> and I jokingly said how do you do this? He's like, I work as an engineer and my wife and I don't have kids. And I was like, there you go. That's where your expendable income goes. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Like I ran into people at all these shows, you know, you know, either you hadn't seen in a while in Boston, there was somebody I had met on the prog rock cruise from a couple of years ago that we went for a drink afterwards and it was fun. It's, it's interesting. I got the experience of, my lady friend who came with me, she had never seen Genesis before. It was mm-hmm. not really, besides the radio stuff, didn't really know it. And she had a great time. She went to three shows and she was like, oh. yeah, this is good. This is fun. And, you, so. and, you, and you're still alive. You, exactly. Yeah. And you're, you're so, still together? So, wow. So, <laughs> wait, wait, so. She's a keeper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me thinks the lady lies. But the, it's it's just been one of these things where it's like, oh, this is a nice 
both musical experience and a, and a personal experience to have. So mm-hmm. it just kind of works out well for that. So having those those friends and being able to, again, you know, big picture stuff, sitting here with you four and talking mm-hmm. about this stuff, this is part of that experience too. So, so it's all kind of, you know, good with that. So... How about you guys? Did I mean you went with your mom, so yeah. that's got to be so kind for of a for me. Yeah, so there was no um, because of course, like it was a Thursday night. I had to work up until the moment <laughs> we left the house, but that was that actually worked out. Um, there was no no tailgating because it was raining, mm, it was cold, okay. so we just went right inside, got our VIP swag and everything. Um, but for me, like that fan experience, um, the social aspect of it, I guess that we're talking about now. I couldn't, it, it was just exactly, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. I got to see Genesis at least one time with my husband Aww. who, you know, we're big fans and, you know, we're, you know, it's great. We got to see the band together. Yeah. Um, and with my mom, who is also a huge Genesis fan, but she's been with every concert, been to every concert, so many concerts with me. My mm-hmm. first concert, which had me Phil Collins <laughs> back in 94, mm-hmm. and we see live music together all the time. Yeah. So, like, it was, yeah, it was great. I mean, it would have been cool if you guys were there too, but. Sure. I think yeah. it would be amazing if we managed to make yeah, it. Yeah, we could have coordinated yeah. it, but, you know, at least, you know, I like I said, I think yeah. it was really, it was great for me to see it with Simon and my mom. Like, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Up in Boston, I went with uh, my girlfriend and my friend mm-hmm. Joe McGlinchey, who's, it was his both, uh, I'll say for now at least, his first and last Genesis show, <laughs> you know, and it was, and he had never seen them before, obviously had been a big fan for a long yeah. time, but it was, and he loved it, he thought it was great, so, and you know, he was doing, he plays piano himself, he was mm-hmm. doing air keyboard, doing the fifth and different <laughs> things. As you should. As, yes. as people do at these shows, and it was just like, yeah, this is, this is good, this is a, a good you know, experience because music is social in its own mm-hmm. way. Yes, you can listen to it in headphones in your room alone and everything, but at its core, it's about people coming together and having these experiences. So, well, my, my question yeah. for, for you on that is that you were there essentially at the last show. How mm-hmm. did it feel? It felt good. When Phil did the introductions at the start of the show after um, Mama, when he's kind of says, hey, we're Genesis and we're here to entertain you and all that stuff. He said, you know, we're ending this show, this tour in Boston, where we first played in the U.S. in 1972 wow. at Brandeis University. And he was like, yeah, it was a lunchtime concert. And <laughs> there were maybe 30 people there and they were studying and doing this. And he told this story. And he's like, and he kind of jokingly said, was anybody there? <laughs> and you hear maybe a, one or two people like, oh, and he's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, sure you were type of thing. But it was... That and he said it's an emotional night for us, yeah. and then it was emotional not because he kept saying, "Well, it's our last time in Boston, our last mm-hmm. U.S. show." It was there's the acknowledgement of it, and so we're just going to do our thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like he did say, I think that he said thank you a little bit more at the end than he usually does. Yeah. But that was kind of it. There was no additional acknowledgement of it. But I think for them, especially when it's the three of them getting their applause yeah, at the end, I was just gonna say that's, that's a moment. That's so a moment. they're holding up Phil, holding up each other. <laughs> exactly. So, but it was just like that's like it's these three guys for the last you know in in their lives fifty years together. Yeah. So again, with gaps in there, but still, you know, that's it meant a lot, and so it's 
it's not closing a book entirely, but it is saying, well, this is, I'm not going to see these guys again, most likely. So at least not in the United States. So, mm -hmm. so we'll see. So it was great. It's, it's something that for the people in Europe and England who will finally get their shows in, in, at the end of this in March, more power to you because you have moments coming to you, even if you're not at that final, final show, mm -hmm. but whatever your personal final show is, you'll be able to walk out with that moment. It's wonderful. Trying to end on a happy note. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yes. I, yeah. I think if you're if you're heading off to the European shows, I don't know when the show will come out, whether or not it'll be before mm. or after the shows, but if it's before, I think you're in for a treat. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry we spoiled it for you <laughs> hey we gave you a warning at the start that's yes. true that is true. And, it, and if it's after, well you had a treat, didn't you? Exactly. <laughs> you enjoyed it. So so yeah, so Favorite favorite part of the concert, the entire goddamn thing, <laughs> just as as a unit. You know, mm -hmm. of the four shows I went to, Second Madison Square Garden and the final show in Boston were the best of the four. Mm -hmm. But they were all great. You know, it, they were all unique in their own way. They're not so. gonna phone it in. No, they're not. They're it's not like, on this tour. It's like yeah. the baseline is yeah. so high that I'm like, yeah, even the even saying that Second Madison Square Garden was better than the first, yeah. it's it's like, oh, it's 99 compared to 98%. And I bet 99.9% so. .9 of that is where you were sitting and how right. you were, like the sound and quality the and, and, the, and the crowd yeah. you were in. Genesis are consistent. Yeah. No, no, no musician goes on stage and, and wants it to be an average performance. Right, yeah. I think sometimes second shows in a venue for the band are a little more comfortable just because it's like the nervousness of the first show is passed. And so it's like, yeah. oh, the second yeah. show, we can just... We know this venue. We know this, and Madison Square Garden, especially, they've played there forever. So, can I ask yeah. how many dates were there on the tour? All together in the U.S., twenty some, maybe like low twenties, I would think, or high teens even. Oh, so, God, yeah. um, somebody out there listening, I'm sure, is like 15, 15! <laughs> just like I didn't count. So, you know, but again, there were a lot of there were a good amount of them, but it was only the northeast out to Chicago was probably the furthest yeah, west. Chicago was the furthest west. Ohio a bit and everything, mm -hmm. but then mainly kind of like yeah. northeast and everything, Washington up to Boston. So, oh, sorry, big, West Coast. Yeah. That sucks. Got to fly somewhere. There was a couple that I met at Boston who would come in from California for the show. So more power to them for doing yeah. this. And there were a guy from one or two from Germany who were there and, you know, who I met. I'm sure there were a number of people from all over the place. But again, that's that fan mm -hmm. community yeah. aspect of it that you talk to people and it's like, oh, you're from Glasgow. You're from wherever. And it's like, oh, cool. You're here now and we're all having this experience. So. I guess when you, when you consider back in 2007, the last U.S. show was, was it the Hollywood Bowl? The Hollywood Bowl, yeah, yeah. the 13th of October, 2007. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the ticket. Here's I was in this seat. So. <laughs> These are the clothes I'm wearing. Exactly. <laughs> I'm wearing the underwear wearing now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Well, we hope that this has been entertaining for you, this recap of our experiences with this. If you guys have had your own experiences out there, let us know. Post it on Facebook or Twitter. Shoot us an email. Let us know kind of what your experiences were and so that we can share them with other people, whether it's just retweeting you or putting things out on Facebook or some other carrier pigeon-based way of getting <laughs> this information out to you all. So 
So I think we're kind of at our conclusion here. It's been wonderful to have Stacy and Simon back for yes. this conversation. Pleasure to be here. Yes, thank you. And I, I just want to say thank you to Phil Maconconi for yeah. Yeah. all yes, these absolutely. live mm-hmm. and, 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 and Daryl yes. and Nick and Chester and, and yeah. everything over the years. Peter and Steve back Peter in the Steve. day. John Mayhew. And Phil. Exactly. Can we name a, we'll go Ray Wilson, throw him in there. Yeah, of course. Why not? You John <laughs> Silver, Chris Stewart. Mick Barnard. Mick Barnard, there yeah. we go. Nice. Near <laughs> Z. Near um, Z, uh, Anthony Drennan. Anthony Drennan, yep. And, um, Nitter D. Virgilio played drums on. Oh, no, forget that guy. It wasn't lost. Sorry, Nitter D. Virgilio. But, um, but yeah. Well, we are certainly not wrapping up this pod. This pod. We're wrapping up this episode, but we will be back with more Genesis chat into the future, and we'll move forward from here. Yes. <laughs> These guys really go left now. Exactly. <laughs> this is it. That's right. <laughs> Wait, I thought you said we're going to end it on a happy note. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, I am Mike Lord. I'm Tom Roche. Stacey Godfrey. And I'm Simon. And we will see you next time on Tabletop Genesis. Genesis, Genesis, Genesis. <laughs> Takes root in every tree. They pull up by the magnet, believing it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tabletop Genesis. Archived episodes can be found at tabletopgenesis.com, along with updates, polls, and various other podcast-related news. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes to have shows automatically downloaded to your computer when we post new episodes. To keep up with all the Tabletop Genesis activity, follow us on Twitter at Genesis Tabletop. You can like us on Facebook by searching for Tabletop Genesis, and you can email us directly at genesistabletop at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the podcast or send us questions we can address on future episodes. Wish I'd escape
Thank you. We love you.